We trudge back through the woods unscathed, chased by nothing except sea breeze and clouds, but I can't shake the feeling of dread curling around my heart. Even though Nick's almost split Cal's skull, recruiting him seemed easy. Too easy. And if I've learned anything over the past 17 years, over the past month, it's that nothing is easy. Everything has a price. If Nix is not a trap, then he is certainly a danger. Anyone can betray anyone. Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers. This is Season 2, Episode 10, Glass Sword, Chapter 12. Merit, baby, I love that you bring that back up, the, the anyone can betray anyone thing. But you always say it, but when it actually counts, you never, never believe it. it. No, no, ever. No, she doesn't believe She doesn't. But I mean, at least with this one, she's like, okay, I am not going to trust this dude. He's just a name to check off a list, and then I'm going to move on. Like, she gets that into her head, and that's how she's going to act. And at least for this chapter, she does it. So. Well, that's because... It's easy for with Nick because he doesn't have dreamy eyes and also a swole body. <laughs> and he doesn't scathe your fingertips when you touch him. <laughs> he doesn't have that undeniable charm that Maven had, I guess. He doesn't have that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's been a couple weeks. Sorry, yeah, I just I know. throw that in there. Oh, there's gonna be. There's gonna be. Is there more? You got some I got, locked in I the got chamber? at least one. Nice. Let's do this. So now Mare's going to plan for the future, which is not something that we see her do often, which is not, like, strategic. She's actually thinking about, like, what's going to happen if we win this and we accomplish what we think we're going to accomplish. This yeah. is one of my favorite points in this chapter. Yeah. Yeah, We've no, already talked about this. No strategery here. No strategery here. Yeah, Mare is like, okay, so um, after all of this is over, I'm just going to go back to the stilts with my family, and Kalorn will be somewhere nearby. Not any role specified for <laughs> him, just somewhere nearby. And then a good, Cal... A good bud. Yeah. Always there. And then Cal may or may not choose to be with her at that point in time. She doesn't know what Cal will choose. Yeah, so Cal gets to choose, but not Kalorn. Not Kalorn. She's already decided where Kalorn's going. Yeah, Kalorn is coming with her. Kalorn's like a puppy to her. Here's, yeah. what Kal- here's where Kalorn is in relation to Mare. Just out of arm's reach. Right. <laughs> Mare's arm is 34 inches long. Kalorn is 36 inches away from her. <laughs> yes. Just out of yes. your reach all the time, Mare. Like, not too close, but not gone either. Which, I'm going to be real honest But I'm going to decide when that happens. I'm going to decide that distance. Not him. Right. He doesn't get a choice. That's me. not fair to Kalorn. No. At all. Baby, no. it's not. She is just stringing him along. It's terrible. She's horrible for doing this to him. <laughs> but, I mean, she does keep trying to save him, so at least that's nice. But she's, like, not giving him any choice at all. She's but, just assuming that if she's like, okay, you can live next door to me, that he's going to be like, okay. <laughs> right, but, but he, she's not really saving him from any dire situations. She thinks she's saving him by being overprotective. And being like, I'm always going to be there and make sure Kaloran's okay. You need to get Kaloran out of the Scarlet Tower, or out of the... That was one of the things she did with Maven. Right. Was she... Was she to bargain for Kaloran. To bargain for Kaloran. Yeah. It's like, and? He was already out. He was right. the Scarlet Guard. Right. He's he's making the choices, he's Mayor. Doing he's doing it. He's yeah. living. He, you told him not to get involved with the Colonel, and then he had to, to save your freaking life. Like, right. You know, she thinks she knows what's best for Kalorn, and Kalorn is clearly showing her that he can make some of his own decisions without right, her. Right. You know, there was all the time that she was at the Hall of the Sun, and then the palace, and she doesn't know what he was doing during that time, no. getting embedded with the Scarlet Guard, and right. obviously, you know, earning some prestige for himself. Right. And how instrumental was Kalorn in the Several times the Scarlet Guard came to her rescue when she needed help. Exactly. Exactly. 
it was his hand that grabbed her and pulled her out of the bowl of bones, was right. it not? I believe so. Probably. Yeah. So, who's saving who? And then she's just like, yeah, Kalorn will be there because Kalorn's always there. Right. I, I He doesn't actually have a choice. Right. I choose for him. Right. And it's like being a It's like Dario No Harris and <clears throat> Daenerys from Game of Thrones when she just always assumed he was going to go with her. And then she's like, all right, well, I, I'm going to have to marry somebody once I get there because that's how things are done. And he's like, okay, cool, so I'm going to bounce. And she's right. like, what? And he's like, well, I'm just going to come and watch you marry somebody else and then sneak off at night to me? Like, mm, no thanks. You know, this is kind of the so, sort of the same thing. You know, she's like, ah, oh, Kalorn's just always going to be there. What happens if Kalorn's like, no, I'm good. I, I'm, no, I'm out. I'm going to live somewhere else. I'm going to figure something. something. Me and Nix are going to go tie some knots. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But I mean, like, and and even then, she's like, why is Kalorn being so friendly to Nix? It's like, Mare, calm down. You know, you're over here trying to decide whether or not you're in love with Cal or Maven. Yeah. Well, but then all of a sudden worried about what Kalorn's doing too. Right. I'm just saying, this chapter is not very fair to Kalorn. But no distractions. Right, no distractions. Yeah. She says, yeah, she says that she <laughs> distracts herself on a regular basis. Right. It's like watching Cal move, like watching him walk with his muscles all ripply. This chapter is very unfair to Kalorn. Yeah, this chapter is very unfair to Kalorn. Mare's just treating him like. The little puppy that's going to follow along after her, and I don't, I don't think that's fair to Corn. It's not. Not fair to Corn. It's really she's, not. She's really never fair to him. Hashtag not. justice for Corn. Right. Okay. If and justice for Barb was a thing, right, and people are fighting so hard for Eddie, then justice for Corn. You're putting Eddie on the same league as Corn. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. It's not Corn. It's not Eddie. I mean, I'm just saying. Justice for Barb was such a thing, and people are fighting right. real hard for Eddie. We can get some justice for Thorne. Right. At least for somebody to walk up to Mare and smack her in the face and be like, Hey! Either choose this boy or let him live his life. You can't just have him following you around like a lost little puppy and use him whenever it's convenient for you. But teen girls like to do that. That's why it's like a, a staple of 80s movies. <laughs> always the guy that's friend-zoned, but yet the girl always thinks they're going to be around all the time to be their friend. Even when they're married to somebody else and happy, they'll be there to actually listen to their problems. Like, that's not right. 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 But she's focused. She's like, okay, yeah, no distractions. We're going to just move on to the next name. I found Nick's. I told him what he is. I told him Maven's going to come and kill him and let him make his really crappy Sophie's choice. And then <laughs> now we're on to the next name. And so they've got to go into Harbor Bay to find the next name. She's thinking about what it's going to take for them to win against Maven. Right. Because she's like, okay, we can actually, she can actually see herself or them winning this. And, you know, what, what do they actually have to build? She talked to Cal about them not being strong enough to go after Maven yet. So she's thinking to herself, like, what is it that we need to do before we can go up against him? Right. And obviously finding new bloods is huge because once they can do that and they can get this army... They'll be able to go into red villages and hopefully convince the people to start rising up. Right. So they want a powerful red uprising, like all the way from where the fighting is at to the choke, you know, all the way down through all the villages. Right. That they want to be able to show the reds that they can rise up and that once... Maven sees that all the reds are turning on him. And how powerful the and, new reds yeah, are. Yeah, and how powerful the new bloods are, that he's just going to be like, okay, you guys are right, and then give up. That's right. what she's hoping for. Because she's thinking about what Cal said about the cost would be too high to have a war in silver and 
both silver and red. Right, and it would be. Would it so, be too high for reds, though? They're already dying. Right. I mean, to her, there isn't really a cost of reds that's too high because they're right. already, right. the way it is, it's already bad. Right. So she's thinking about Maven seeing this red army and being like, oh, no. I, I. She's like, even, even Maven's smart enough to know he can't fight this. And then she's like, but is he? Right. He does. He's. In every battle that's mattered, he's won. He's always right. won. So he's not going to have that, right. oh, you bested me mentality because no. he's never lost before. Right. And he's sure as heck not going to start now when it's her and all these reds coming at him. Like, he's going to do literally everything he can right. to avoid losing face, especially to them. So, of course, she's thinking about Maven. Of course, because she can't not. not for, like, ten minutes. Not only that... Not only can she not go 10 minutes without thinking of him, here is what she describes when she's looking through the forest and the stream that runs through oh, yeah. the forest. She sees, sees him in the shadow of every tree, water streaming between the points of his iron crown down into his eyes and mouth. It goes red in color and turns into blood. His mouth opens to taste it, and I see teeth that are gleaming white razors of bone. Obsess much? <laughs> Hello? Wow. Like, girl, call your therapist. <laughs> yeah, he did a number on that. You okay. have got some stuff you need to work out. We, that's, that's a little paraphrase. That's, that she, you cut some of her yeah. description out of that. Yeah. It makes it worse. Yeah. The full description is worse. Yeah. It's insane. She's literally seeing him everywhere she looks. It's like, I know. Wow. I know. I know. But, wow. Yeah. She it's... thinks she's messed up concerning Maven now. Wait till it's the third book. Oh, my God. Oh, good Lord. Don't even get me started. We're, I'm Y'all not... don't read ahead if you're not there yet. Just, Just follow along follow with us. Please. It's Trust me, it's better if we experience this together. If we all do it together. That's yeah. exactly yeah. right. I didn't have anybody the first time, and I, I cried. I'm not gonna lie. Oh no! I cried. That's see, gonna be a hard one. Book three is gonna be tough. You see, I didn't have anybody. Technically, I mean, I had you, and I vented to Dad, and then when he read the books, he was somehow surprised by what happened. Because what you had told then me, we started this podcast at least the day before. <laughs> I didn't remember. But I at least had. Somewhat emotional support. Yes. Right. And it was still horrible. Horrible. Yeah. So she so snaps. Look forward to that, guys. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, Coming be, up. we'll be right here with you. Don't worry. Yeah. No. If you ever need help, I'm here. Yeah. You've got your Red Queen support system yeah. right here. Right here. Yeah. We're pretty solid. Yeah. So she snaps back to reality. And she hears Farley over murmuring to Nix, telling him, like, about what the Scarlet Guard does and a little bit about their history and just kind of trying to prove to him that they're not just, I guess, like some flash-in-the-pan type thing. Well, yeah, and even as Mayor points out, all he's heard, and most a lot of Reds have heard of the Scarlet Guard, are what they've heard from the Silver Broadcast. They're terrorists, they're murderers. They show pictures of dead kids from the shootings at, at Somerton. So, yeah, the sun shooting. Yeah. The burned bridge in Archeon. Right. Right. So they're displayed as stuff. these horrible people. I mean, this this is what the media is used for on a regular basis everywhere. Yeah, calling them terrorists um, right. and anarchists. I mean, if... They won't stop till they kill all your kids. I mean, right. if you had seen what they were showing and heard what they were saying, you would probably also believe it. It's well, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, it works. that's, that's what point. this next point is. That's is why propaganda works. Nix asks Farley if it's true that Mare seduced Cal into killing his own father. Because if you saw it from their point of view and what the Silvers were showing on the red TV screens, that's exactly what you would think. They edited it and everything to make it look like... I mean, yeah. they didn't even really need to, the way Alara orchestrated it all. Right. But when they cut all that stuff together that they showed in the bowl of bones, 
it sure looks like Mayor convinced Cal to cut off his dad's head. Yeah. So, of course, Nix is going to be like, right? She talked him into that. I mean, nobody would do right. that without right. course, being under the wiles of a woman. Of course, you would think it, you would think someone with any kind of level of analytical skills would look at that video and be like, okay, she seduced him into killing the king so that they could take over the throne. But she seduced him into doing it right in front of Alara right. and Maven it, and all the exactly. guards. That makes right in front of the queen yeah. and the other prince. Right. But, you know, I mean, like you said, propaganda works. Yeah. I mean, if you hear one thing over and over, you don't hear anything else, you know. Like the Richard Gere gerbil story. Yeah. I mean, eventually you just start believing it. But she notices that Cal kind of freezes when he hears that and... Only his beefy shoulders are moving up and down in breath. But he's right. not, he doesn't want to walk anywhere because I'm assuming that if he puts one foot in front of the other, it's going to be leading up to Nix's face to punch him right <laughs> in the nose. <laughs> I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because uh, Cal's not really the smartest one. Uh, no, mm, no. We've already discussed says, this. Yeah. He tells Nix, he's like, he just says, no, that's not what happened. And Nix is like, so I guess the king's head just rolled off all by itself then, eh, guys? Chirp, chirp, chirp. Guys? Yeah, chirp, I didn't get the reaction he was going to get. Chirp. And guys? The, the funniest thing is the person who steps up to him here. Right? Yeah. Kalorn. Kalorn coming in with the save because. Cal is just, like, frozen in rage. He's, <laughs> he's like, like, you know, I could just burn this whole forest down right now. He's like, if I move, I'm going to snap. I'm just going to not move. But Kalorn is like, you know, his dad's dead, too. So if there's anything right. that Cal and Kalorn can bond over. It's, it's dead father. Dead dad. Yeah, he's like, right. no, Alara made him do that. Yeah, he said Alara can control, control people with her mind. And he starts to ask more questions, and Mare just kind of kills him with a dagger stare. Like, ah, you best zip it, dude. And then Cal actually says, finally, he says something. He actually does answer. Yeah. Said, Alara made me do it, Marston. She twisted her way into my head, controlling my body. But she let my mind stay. She let me watch as my arms took his sword, as I separated his head from his shoulders. Then she told the world it's what I wanted all along. She made me kill my father. <gasps> <laughs> Felt like something was necessary there, and it was either dramatic music or a gasp, so I went to gasp. Or a zoom, 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 like JD and Kim. Right. So now here's a breaking note. When we do cast, when we do more of our fan casting for our cow, we gotta we gotta make sure he can handle this scene. That's gonna be a tough one. Because you've gotta yeah. see the simmering rage under Cal. But he's also got to say this in a way that you can see that Nix would react the way he does, where he almost seems apologetic. He doesn't really say sorry, but you can tell it hits him. Oh, yeah. And he realizes that Cal didn't kill his father. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because he says, like, I saw it. Yeah. It was all over the TV. It was, you know, just basically kind of can't right. really say anything right. about it. Like, okay. If, if well. you would have saw it the way I saw it, yeah. then... That's like, what you I, think, I, I too. Looked... Yeah. And he's like, well, guess what? She killed my real mom, too. <laughs> yeah. And she'll kill all of us if we let her. And So, let's go. Right. And Mare, before <laughs> she can even stop it, says, not if I kill her first. <laughs> I, Mare has a little... I like, I like this, this, yeah. this this whole thing, the, like, not if I kill her, and then Cal's... And then Cal's like, when the time comes, comes we'll, we'll flip, flip for it. Right. But there's a, there's a little... <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> There's the little part before that where she says that before Cal replies, and she even says about his reply before he even says it. Cal's not a violent person. Right. For all right. his talents, for he's all his not talents, violent. he does when he has to, but he doesn't like it. Right. So that was really shocking coming from him to hear him actually say that. Because this he will most definitely enjoy. Right. <laughs> like. like when Cadmus demands that she can kill Snow, but so much better somehow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I'll do anything you want as far as that goes, but you gotta let me kill him. 
And then the way she does it is even better. <laughs> can't wait till we start covering those books. Stay tuned for that, y'all. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. But they come back out to the runway, and all Mare can think of is, what if it's not there? 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 It's like, wow. What if we were trapped? What if, what if, what if? It's like, okay, girl, chill. See, that's the difference between her and Cal. She's just sitting there, what if, what if, what if, what if, oh my God, what if? And then Cal, as they get close, is like, He's like eyes no. darting around. His eyes are darting. He's like just he's like one second. Be quiet. Yeah, you know, like just check. You know, be be aware. Right. He's thinking, mutters. He's thinking we have a about mutter it, here. but being aware. He's yeah. not just sitting there in his right. own mind. Like she's always talking about how she needs to not be distracted while constantly, constantly being distracting distracted. herself yeah. mentally. So yeah, Cal mutters. Uh, keep your eyes open. Hey, that's my girl. <laughs> Surprised you didn't think about that one. I should have. <laughs> I literally just read it. That was on the fly. Right. That's true. I'm sure I thought about it earlier. Probably. Just thought about other things between then and now. <laughs> so, American Relax. There's still another one, though. American Relax, the Black Run, is still there. Yeah. Even though the gate is still down, like, I don't know how easy that thing is to put up and down, or maybe it makes a lot of noise, but for some reason they left it down. It's all black. It's and it's all, all black in there. Yeah, I can't see anything. So Mare gets close enough to where she can turn send the, the yeah. yeah, power through and turn the lights on. So she flashes the lights on and everyone's just like, <laughs> Farley yeah. even grabs her pistol. Farley grabs her gun. Mare's like waving her up like it was me. Stop, stop. But there's nobody like scurrying inside the black right. run either. So again, with the handgun and then putting it down on an audio right. medium. Right. Just know, there's more acting than there is. There's more physical acting in this room than there is any sort of vocal acting. Right. <laughs> I just, I'm a physical person. I talk with my hands. Because almost all of us struck some sort of Charlie's Angels pose. Oh, yeah. Farley pulls her gun. <sighs> <laughs> I could stand on this side. She'd stand on that side. Yeah, we'd be the Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Photo? I don't know. Can we do that? We'll do it later. Well, no, because I can't do it and I can't make a gun and hold my. Uh, yeah. What you call it at the same time? We have a tripod. If we want to do that, then put like a timer. We could. We'll, we'll, we'll work we'll, it out later. We'll mess around with it. Check out on Instagram. You yeah, might see that. Yeah, well, maybe just take a picture of us back to back, back like the actual Charlie's Angels with her poster. Anyway. Anyway, but with our headphones on. Okay. We'll see. We'll work something out. Why? I don't know, because it'd be funny. It would. If we were all, if we lined all of our microphones up and then did like a little. Yeah. It'd be funny. Anyway. So, so, they, so they get, they finally get to. Random the, rant aside. They finally get to the black run and they start going up and Mayor's just like running her hands along the inside of the, of the air jet, just feeling the, feeling the pulses of electricity. I just imagine her like So much different than the last like, time she got on it. Right. She says it feels like a warm embrace now. Yeah. Yeah. That escalated quickly. She's in love with the black <laughs> Yeah, right she's now. in love with the jet when, you know. So, you see, now the love triangle is in between Cal and Maven. It's Cal and the black yeah. run, I guess. I hate Maven. Cal is so swole, but that black run. <laughs> but I feel like Cal is also like, but that black run. Cal's <laughs> <laughs> also in love with and, him. And I think Farley is also kind of like, Right. <laughs> Everybody thinks the jet's kind of sexy. Like Graham wants to make a cake out of it. <laughs> Except like, Shade. Shade doesn't like it. Shade doesn't like the black run. He doesn't like flying in general. But jumping is no problem for him. Flying is what messes with him. Farley's the opposite. Right. But flying, think... she's fine with, I guess. Right. And Nyx is kind of just blown away with the whole thing. Like, wow, she can really right. do that. She thinks it's the jet, but it's him. He's watching. She's he's watching her turn all the power and the whole jet on and the thing fire up. Yeah, like in all of her. He's just amazed by it. Like, oh, so that's that's huh. actually real. And then she she kind of catches him, and he like does this little head kind of head bow and move thing. Yeah, like almost bow like a little bit of a her. bow. Yeah. She's like, I don't like that I don't at all. Like that. 
It's not comfortable. Just sit in your seat, dude, and put your seatbelt on. Which, right. of course, he doesn't know what a seatbelt is. He's just, like, looking at them and trying to figure out how they work. And <laughs> right. he's like, so do I get a helmet or what? And they're all just kind of <laughs> like, dude. Yeah. And I love that Kalor is actually like, I think you're the only one here who doesn't doesn't need a helmet. And if and this then, thing crashes, you're fine. Right, they both start laughing. And Kalorin's the one that belts him in. Like Sits a, down next to him and belts him in. And I think Kalorin's kind of almost seen it, kind of a kindred spirit somehow here mm-hmm. in a way. Like, this is Kalorin in 30 years. <laughs> or maybe what his what dad would have grown like, up to be. Right. Yeah, or, what his dad or, would be by now. Or, you know, what what Kalorn, and I think Mare actually brings this up, what Kalorn would be if none of this had happened. Well, no, because what he would be would probably be dead, since he would be in the... Well... He would have been scripted. If, but but if, his, if his master didn't die. True. Right. True. And he just, he got to keep going with that, he probably would have just wound up being exactly right. like, like Nyx. Yeah. So here Nyx is, he gets strapped in, you know, him and Kalorn are giggling like schoolgirls. Yeah, and then, so he's like, all right, so you're the lightning girl. And he looks at Shade. He's like, you're, you're uh, what do you do? What is your jumper? And Shade like, says, I'm yeah, a jumper. jumper. Like, okay. So the. He's a jumper. What about you, dude? The British word for sweater. Right. <laughs> so he points at, he looks at Kalorn and says, well, so what do you do? And Kalorn's like, says, I, get I get friend zoned. <laughs> Our answer is Kalorn's ability is getting friend zoned. Yeah. The real answer yes. is he catches. Right. That's what he says. But the truth is, he get yeah, friends up. He does. I'm he, I'm using bad grammar on purpose. He can way. walk into the room and immediately get friends on by every girl in the place, except Lena, apparently. <laughs> the one he doesn't want. The one he doesn't, the one he doesn't want. want. Right. She probably had like bad acne or something. No, he can have her, so he doesn't want her. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's JD in the last bowl of cereal. He's JD, yeah. <laughs> the last bowl of cereal? Yeah. <laughs> but when Kalorn says he catches fish, Nyx lights up because he's like, I'm a crabber. Hey! So I've been a crabber go. all my life. Like, oh, you know knots and nets? I know knots and nets. <laughs> this is exciting. And Cal's like, or uh, Farley's like, well, I know a lot of people in Harbor Bay. If we're just randomly shouding out <laughs> things, we things about us. Because Farley's like excited for some reason about this whole Harbor Bay thing. Yeah, Mare starts to think that maybe this is part of the fun for Farley too. Right. Is seeing how easy it is for her to get in and apparently places. shade to get in and out of places. So she is she is just as much along for the hunt as she is for yes. what they're actually finding. Whereas Mare could care less about that part. She just wants to get to the people, tell them what's up, and see whether or not they're going to come with them. Farley's, like, doing the strategery of all of it. And Shade's just like, yep, tell me where we're going, and I'm going to go with you. Like, right. that's how all of that pretty much works. Cal's going to fly him, and Kalorn is going to stare wistfully <laughs> off at the horizon. Yeah. And sometimes at Mare. Yeah. On occasion. Yeah. He's going to just regular... Luke Skywalker here. Nope. Yeah, definitely. Staring Staring wistfully at the horizon. horizon. Yeah. I mean, everybody on this Black Run is a character from Star Wars. We haven't made direct connections yet. There just happens to be two females instead of one. Yeah. So. And, yeah. Well, Well, we said Kalorn is Chewie. Yeah. Definitely. Right. And Cal is... Han. Yeah. And Mare would be Leia. Yeah. And so then Shade is Luke. Luke and Farley is Farley. (laughs) She doesn't get any comparison. Farley's closest comparison would probably be like Jen or so. But she's not in A New Hope. She's in What's Going On behind A New Hope. Rogue One? Yeah. Yeah. Not the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars episode. Rogue One? Oh yeah, one of the best. You need to rewatch that. I fell asleep when we watched it in the theater. In my defense, 
The movie didn't start until like. Yeah, we went to a late show. Oh, was it like nine? Nine thirty. That late, but you were small. I too. was tiny, and it was late. You were like eight. And the movie is not short, so by the time it was over, it was late. I was tired, and I fell asleep. Yeah, and you woke up, and everybody was crying, and you didn't know what was going on. <laughs> not everybody was crying, but a lot of people were crying. Most of the people in that theater were crying. Anyone well, who said she they died weren't... that day, so right. there was that. Carrie Fisher. Oh, right. We just happened to already have tickets that day. That really didn't help. No, it really didn't. It definitely didn't. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. So they're flying, and they start to take off, and as they start to take off, Mary just kind of, like, closes her eyes and just feels the hum of the ship, and it kind of starts to soothe her and make her kind of fall asleep. Not like completely fall asleep, but kind of like in and out of sleep where you're still there but you're kind of nodding off. Yeah, she thinks about right. Shade and his pretending to sleep so he can gather right. that, information. That she's thing, not as good as it as she thinks she is. That thing that happens when you are in the car and you want to fall asleep but you keep it's really windy so you keep like hitting the, the right. like bumps that are literally designed to wake people up. And that you can't quite fall asleep. Yes. That's what it makes me think of. Yes. Specifically when we were on the way back from Florida. And it was really windy that night. Yes. So, she's kind of fading. And then she kind of can hear Farley kind of move forward. So, she's kind of like, you see out the cockpit, the front cockpit window. And she's closer to Cal. And she hears Farley say... That's the ocean. Why are we over the ocean? And that kind of makes her not perk up more because she wants to maintain the illusion that she's asleep. She's asleep, but she's like, wait a minute, why are we over the ocean? Because Cal hates the ocean. Right. So if he's flying over the ocean, not east. Yeah, we're going the wrong way, and Cal's not going to want to be here. What's going on? Right. And Cal says that they have enough juice and time. To fly around offshore for a little bit to let everybody sleep. He says they need to sleep. Yeah, and Farley's like, "Forget them. We can. They can sleep when we land." Next runway is hidden. Yeah, the next runway is hidden. We just sat down and everybody can sleep. And Cal's like, "She won't sleep. The minute we land, she's going to want to be out there talking about Mare." Right. Not with new bloods. Not. And she doesn't really hear any reply from Farley, but she hears like. Silence, and she's like, Cal's like, like using his eyes, burning into Farley to try yeah. to get her to like, see. And, but it's also like staring her down. Farley's also probably looking at Mare. Probably. There's, there's some stare well. Yeah, there. there is. Well, because Mare probably looks like crap. I mean, probably. I imagine they all look like crap. Cal just got the crap kicked out of him by Nix. Right. So, but I mean, she's she Shade hasn't eaten. Is, she's not sleeping. You know, she probably looks like she's ready to go audition for The Walking Dead without any makeup. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, Jade is still on crutches. Right. This is definitely a ragtag group of individuals. So then Cal does something kind of interesting. And he says to Farley, I'm sorry for, you know, what I did to you. If you don't remember what he did to her, he's referring yeah, to, no, to he torture. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think we all understand. Well, they froze her blood so that it was coming out of her body, yes. Yeah. You know, I don't think you need therapy there. So, Cal says that he apologizes for what he did to her. and it, She doesn't have to accept his apology, and she probably shouldn't. Yeah, no, I accept. Off. She's like, yeah, I accept. It's yeah, cool. just that fast. Yeah, I accept. It's cool. We all made mistakes that night. Right. Like, Yeah, I made mistakes as well. We all did. War is war. You know what I mean? Right. We are where we are now. Being bitter about what happened yesterday doesn't help us. Basically, is the way. That's what I love about Farley's attitude. It's like, you can't. It is what it is. Right. I think it's why she's able to get by with the things that happen later on. But she's just like, okay, it happened. Next yeah. day. Shake right. it off. Let's go. Let's go. Whereas Mayor, Mayor wants to think about everything that happens literally all the time. All, all the time. There is something else. That she can't quite just shake off what we've been. Well, yeah, I mean, not 
not everybody can shake off everything. Well, she shakes it off, but she, she, yeah, okay. We'll get there. It's, a little, it's much later in this book. So, yeah, that happens. Then Mayor wakes up to them touching down. She can feel the jolt as the black run touches down. So she must have slept for... At least a little bit. At least a little bit, because everybody else is already awake. Right. When she wakes up. <coughs> and she gets the feeling that maybe they were kind of talking about her. Yeah. As soon as she wakes up, Kalorn notices that she's awake and, like, jumps over. Starts busting her chops. Yeah. And she's got his jacket, jacket over her. So you can, it's like you were shivering. So Mare might say that the jacket around my shoulder is yours, referring to Cologne. There you go. Yeah. That's the one I had loaded. It's my girl. November flesh and the flannel cure. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we don't know if it's November, but still. It's two. She was cold, that's the point. Right. And he says, the next time I catch you dozing, I'm going to report you to the outpost. Mm-hmm. Which is apparently something that one of their old teachers yeah. used to say back before Kalorn left school to become a fisherman's apprentice. At seven years old. Seven years old. Seven. Seven? Seven. Yeah, seven. It's how old your bubby was when you were born. I know that, yeah. Seven. Seven. Kids still have baby fat at seven. Right. And he had to leave school to go become a fisherman. Right, exactly. I, I still have baby fat. I'm 49. <laughs> um, me too, but fat. it's because I had two babies. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, can you imagine? What does a seven-year-old even do for a fisherman except get in the way? Have you ever gone <laughs> fishing with a seven-year-old? It's like yeah, these are different seven-year-olds. Right? I guess. But I mean, it's like, I don't wait until they're, like, at least ten. Yeah, I mean that's at least a little better. They don't have any muscle development. Like I get, they can literally just be gophers. <laughs> I guess if you need a gopher, you know, or you can start teaching them stuff. I don't know. Also, it means that he did not get an actual education past the age of seven. Yes, not a formal one, anyway. Yeah, like an actual formal education, which is very sad. It is. So, as Mare's kind of, Mare's getting up and moving around, and they're, this is where they have the map out, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mark Farley whips the map out and slaps it down on her knees, and mm-hmm. she's like, okay. Where, from where they're going to land to Harbor Bay is 10 miles. Yep. That is the equivalent of walking from here to my apartment and back here and then back to my apartment. That's how long 10 miles is. Yeah. Because it's just a little over three miles for me to get here from my apartment. Yeah. So that's how long that would take. They're going to do that with somebody who's basically a prisoner, a dude on crutches, and then all that other stuff. Right. Or they jump, which Shade can't jump that far or that many people. So they're pretty much going to have to hoof it. And Farley's like, well, actually, <laughs> actually, here's where a little Ben pops up. Actually, if you use Farley's beloved tunnels underneath the city. Because we all know Farley loves her some tunnels. Yeah. There's a tunnel that goes basically right under the port road which is the main thoroughfare through the whole thing. And part of the road even like dips up and down into the tunnels. So if they take the tunnels, it's only like six miles or something. Right. They can cut it down to like six if they use the tunnels. Yeah. So it's much easier to do it that way. And Mare is like, oh, another under train. Is it safe to do that? Nix is like, what's an undertrain? And everyone kind of ignores it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like not, not now, Not Nix. now, man. And she says, there aren't any undertrains here yet. Yet. But 
we can use the tunnels. You know, they've got this. Right. They the still ro- just have tunnels set up. Yeah. And she the says. Tunnel well, runs right under the road. Right. And she says, unless, or Mare says, unless Maven has come and closed them all up. And Cal's like, there's no way no. that they've had that much time. It's been four days. They only found out about the tunnels four days ago. Yeah, four days. Walsh was four days ago. Right. That whole thing, four days. That's four days. bonkers Yeah, and it me. triggers it in, in Mayor. She starts thinking about Walsh. When I was reading this earlier, because I read this just earlier today, I freaked out. Because Dad walked into my room right as I was reading that part, and I was like, four days, Dad. Four days. Four days. Seven years old, four days. Bunch of bonkers stuff with numbers here today. Those are also the things that are highlighted in my notes as well. Seven years old and four days. Bananas. Yeah. So now Mary's all depressed here for a minute about Walsh, which is understandable. Like we always say, oh, come on, Mayor, move on. I mean, it happened four, four days, days ago. ago. Yeah, Mayor, that was so four days ago. <laughs> Don't you know how much more depressing stuff you've had happen to you since then? Okay. And it's, it doesn't get better. Like, you know, that time that Cal decapitated his dad right. <laughs> right in front of you? Yeah, that doesn't, that somehow doesn't affect her nearly as much because she wasn't attached to the king. I guess. She met Walsh twice. Right? She met her like twice. She took a cyanide pill and frothed at the mouth and then fell over. Not, there was a hot sword that cut off his head. No, I will not shush. (laughs) And see, the thing with Walsh is, I don't like, I don't like the way Mayor looks at Walsh like, oh my God, because it does suck. But you got to think that someone like Farley probably looks at Walsh like, yeah, it sucks that she did, that that's what happened, but she went out fighting like the, yeah. the Scarlet Guard. She knew she, she was, made her choice. She knew Alara was going to take that information, so she took that opportunity away from her. Yep. Right. Exactly. And yeah, she went out the way she wanted to go out. At that in, point. Yeah. Instead of being killed by a guard, she made the decision to go out right. her own way. Or have Alara destroy her mind looking for all the information, knowing yeah. that she would get information from her. Right. So, I mean, when you're a soldier fighting a war, that's what you have to do. Yep. I think that's what Mayor misses sometimes when Cal says, you have to do what you have to do. And she's always like, like, later we'll talk about it. But she says, she always says that even earlier on when Cal said, you know, you have to be ready to kill everybody. And she understood, she said. But I don't think she quite does. It's not just that. Things like what Walsh did. This kind of war that you're dealing with and what you're trying to do, you have to make really big decisions quickly and stick with them. You cannot... Think about things for right. main ways, and you can't let that. Right. You know that that weight of all those losses is going to hit you sooner or later, but you can't let it do it now. Exactly, and also you can't be thinking of every possible scenario. You can basically go best and worst case scenario, and that's all you have time for. Right. Be ready for the worst case scenario, and everything else will be uphill. Exactly. Well, I think or the difference well. between Mayor and somebody like Farley is that. Well, first of all, Farley's been. At this longer. Yes. And she's pulled off many more uh, rogue missions and, you know, covert missions. But Mare's thinking is very reactionary. Yes. And Farley is, Farley's like Grant, where always thinking like three steps ahead. Like, I know I'm going to make this move, and it's going to cause this to happen, and then that's going to cause this to happen, and that's going to cause this to happen. And Mare doesn't think that way. No. Like, she's not... Basically, gr- what you're saying is Mare would suck at chess. Yes, Mare would be just as bad at chess as I am. Okay. Because Mare would be thinking about all the bad moves she just got done making, <laughs> and not about the moves she needs to be making next. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She just doesn't, some people just don't have that ability to right. think that far ahead. Or they they don't have the ability to plan multiple strategies out and see things happen in different ways and be like, okay, so if A happens, then we go to B, then we go to C. If two happens, then we go to three, then we go to four. 
if Y happens, then we go to Z, then we go to X. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it, it, they've, they're planning out a million different things in the future versus what's going on in the past right. or just blindly wondering what if, not saying what if, just being like, excuse me. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to worry about what happens because if this happens, then this is going to happen and that's how we're going to continue. Right. Basically, Mary doesn't know how to plan. Right. But she's just not had to. You know what I mean? Everything that she's done has been reactionary to the circumstances that she's been in. And she hasn't had the ability to control her right. circumstances. Well, I like to I like to think of it this way: Mare kind of fell into all this when she fell into the Queen's trial. Yeah, she literally fell and into she's it. She's pretty much has been doing that ever since, just falling into one situation after another, and then just dealing with it when she gets there. That's right, kind of what she does. Yeah, and that that's how she's lived her entire life. You know, brothers go to war, dad's got. You know, bad lungs and can't walk. Right. This is this is what you have to do. Not I'm going to do these things so this can happen. Right. It's okay. She kind of has this kind of like I'm here because I've done all these things and I'm you know fighting hard to survive and that's why I'm where I'm at right now looking for these other new bloods. But really, she hasn't. If it wasn't for the following the Scarlet Guard, she would have died in a bowl of bones. Mm-hmm. In, I mean, Mara would have died about five times yeah. if it wasn't for the Scarlet Guard. And she, would, she would be still in the captain's cell, or the, the colonel's cell, Colonel cell mm-hmm. yeah, down underwater. Without Kalorn. Without Kalorn, if it wasn't for Kalorn and Farley, Farley. who set that whole thing up. They wouldn't yep. be out looking for new bloods now. It's like she keeps forgetting that the reason that they're that everything they're getting accomplished really kind of goes back to Farley. That way. Pretty much, yeah. And she's the one with the plan to be able to extract right. these people. Which I think is why, at this point, may or may not admit it outwardly, but she doesn't question when Farley says she can get him in there and this is what we're doing. She just follows along, too, because she knows that Farley's got her, her ways. She's, she knows what she's doing. She's playing right. this out. And she has seen, Mare has seen that Farley can pull off things, you know, Anytime Farley has shown up and had a plan, pretty much it's worked out. It's only when Mare has thrown her two cents into the idea of the plan that things get messed up. <laughs> right. So if they would just do things Farley's way, then they would mess up a lot less. Yes. So she notices that on the flight, uh, Nix and Kalorn are bonding. Not only is Kalorn not angry... With there being another new blood, new blood, another red with abilities, he he likes Nicks. They're you know chatting about knots and nets, like we said right. earlier. That's you know, uncommon. they both grew up poor. They both grew up red. They both grew up with basically no hope on the in water. life except just working on the water and raising their families. Yeah. And they've both lost family members. Corn lost his dad. Nix has lost. Everybody. Everybody. Right. So, you know, they have a lot that they can bond over. So, Mare kind of leaves them to their bonding and turns to focus on Cal, as usual. And uh, she notices that, like, Farley is up. And she's packing stuff up, getting ready for when they land. So she can just hop right out. Right. And get going. And Mare's like, okay, rations, we're doing okay on that, but I'll probably pick some up if I see any. You know, and then she's like, okay, guns. Guns are an issue. They only have six guns, three rifles and three pistols. Farley has two of them. And Farley has (laughs) one of each that she sleeps with. Yeah, she sleeps with those. She sleeps with them on her. Like Two guns. One one for each of you. Who just... Sleeps with a rifle next to them. Like, that's dangerous. I guess, but holy cow. Well, nobody sneak up on Farley. It's like that little old lady in Texas joke. The cop pulls the little old lady over and it's got all guns, and the cop's like, Ma'am, what are you afraid of? And she's like, Nothing. (laughs) I mean, Mom, I want you to think about Farley for a minute and then think if sleeping with her gun seems out of character. 
No. No, it really doesn't. I mean, I guess not. Yeah. But then she sees Farley. I'm not saying that it's not dangerous. I'm just saying it's very Diana yeah. Farley of a thing to do. That's true. That's true. Then she sees Farley unsling her rifle and take her gun on her leg off and put them back in the in the storage locker. In the storage locker. Yeah. With it. And Cal's like, um, what? You're going to go in there without guns? Yeah. And she lifts up her pant leg and she's got a knife. She's got Basically a knife the down crocodile there. Dundee knife right. strapped to her leg. Because why wouldn't she just have a knife strapped right. to her leg? This made me think of the joke that Joe Rogan tells about the guy that broke into the White House. And he had that gun and 5,000 rounds of ammunition in his car. And, all he, brought and he left it there and just brought a knife. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to get that far. Didn't think he was get that far. Yeah, Farley, completely the opposite. <laughs> she knows she's going to get far, and so that's why she can't take a gun, because they've got to go get three people total. Two of them in the city. Two of them in the city, and she can't be walking around with a rifle. They have the men, yeah, they will be on the lookout for people with guns. And yeah. She's, like, she's and like, don't you know your own laws? They'll Cal? execute me on sight right. if I'm carrying an unregistered gun. Yeah, Cal, you should know your own laws better. And this is when Cal blushes, and he turns silver. Oh, I know, right? It made me cute. think of, um, just because we've been watching it, but it made me think of Grimm, like, in this moment. Like, if Cal was a Vessin, like, this is when you would see Cal Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> this would be his... But out of, when he gets out embarrassed, he, like, turns into a little rabbit. Because <laughs> we just watched that particular episode. You're right, with the rabbits, and just be rabbits. like... Mm. I... For some reason, when I think of cute Vessin, I think of this guy. Yeah. Because they're adorable. Yes, they're very cute. So I, I don't know why, but in my mind, Cal is now a foosball. Thank you. I don't think he would be like some sort of honey badger. No, I, I would think it would be something like a dragon who breathes fire. You know, like a giant dragon head. That's true. He's a fire-breathing bunny. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this isn't a Grimm podcast, and for people who have seen Grimm and who understood this, congratulations. For anyone who hasn't, this was... Completely meaningless to you, right? You just heard a bunch of completely made up words. Go check out Grimm. It's a pretty good show. Pretty good show. Pretty good show. Amazon Prime. Good stuff. So, mom. Terry Silver writes several episodes. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Fan of Cobra Kai. Dragon. There is Dagron. There, there is indeed a dragon type person. Just saying. Yeah, that that would be him. That is be him. But anyway, so Farley and Cal are arguing over guns, and Mayor's like, I'll take this time to study the map myself, thank you. And we get a geography lesson, which is quite boring, actually. It's only about a paragraph or two of uh, Harbor Bay. Okay, now imagine that paragraph, but a history lesson about the Lakelands that lasts about 38 pages. Okay, now imagine that and put it together... As the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings books, and it's about twelve hundred pages, <laughs> literally description. Right. Or the entire third Twilight book, which is just yeah. nothing but backstory. Doctor, I think I'm allergic to backstory. Yes. Can you tell me when all no, this started? started? Well, I guess it was about Had you <laughs> Or was I think I'm afraid of backstories. <laughs> okay, then go for it. So anyway, we get a little bit of a geography lesson, but really, it's... It, it was terraformed. Yeah, yeah, it was terraformed. It's just a big... The bay is a big bowl, so it, the ocean comes in like and around, mm-hmm. and the land comes around, and there's a man-made pier that kind of goes out into it, I guess. Yeah, and that's where the Navy right. ships... Are and they ter- they use nymphs just so they terraform it so they're yeah. super deep so that any of the ships can go there too. Right. So it's a big deal. It's like the only place I guess silver wise that has all three branches of the military or whatever that mm-hmm. use that same. Fort Patriot is the only right. place where all three branches of the military are stationed, and it's just off the main part of Harbor Bay. Yeah. So yeah. I guess Harbor Bay would kind of look like New Orleans. Maybe yeah, because New Orleans has that sort of, kind of rounded, yeah, where the yeah. where the Gulf of Mexico or what is that? Is that yeah, it's the Gulf of Mexico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. comes in there. But I think um, 
it would feel, I won't say artificial, but if you like were flying over it, it would look almost perfectly uniform because they did it on purpose. Exactly. Natural. So it would be, yeah, it'd be like a perfect semicircle is what I kind of view with the water. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like. It's a bay. It's kind of like, it's just a. Kind of like the golf. Of yeah, right. I it's picture it perfectly shaped because they did it on purpose. Right. Also, like it being like the opposite of New York City and Manhattan, where they've built so much of Manhattan out over the water, right. all the docks and stuff like that, and all the ports out over the water, and you can't even hardly tell where the actual land of Manhattan is because so much of it has been built. Yeah. Onto. So, yeah, only in reverse. Right. Right. And next to the way the capital is, like, laid out in neat grids, this looks more like a tangle right. of wires. Right. Which is good for them. And everything else. It's yeah, good for definitely, them. because and they can get lost in there easily. Right. right. The, the roads and kind of, they know how to handle that type of tangled right. situation. Yeah, the roads kind of intertwine. Even some of the roads and stuff go underground into the tunnels that they're using. Mm-hmm. So it's very, yeah, it's, it's like spider, not even spider web, even spider web would have more. Would have a, like a pattern. Have more uniformity. Pattern. It's, yeah. Just, yeah. it's like, it's just like a net. It's like the Christmas lights and the Christmas vacation. It's yes. like, oh, got a little knot here. Yeah, it's like. all that rust. Yeah, <laughs> it's like ladies. If you've fallen asleep with your ponytail in, and you wake up the next day and take it out, and there's just like not yeah, right. Or if you or man, I'm not going to say there's plenty of men. Or if you like with your earbuds, oh yeah, get all tangled. Back in the days of wired earbuds, or back behind our TV right now. I oh, remember yeah. once my grandpa paid me twenty dollars to untangle his wired earbuds. In all fairness, he probably would have given you twenty bucks if you would have asked him, but I'm sure he needed his head but his earbuds detangled too. He did. So. But still. But you still could have conned him out of twenty bucks if you would have Oh a hundred percent. I got all kind of have twenty bucks. Sure, house. honey, just gets his wallet out and hands you a twenty. You know, thanks. <laughs> I could be like, Dad, can I have twenty bucks? He'd be like, sure, honey. <laughs> Get his wallet out and give me twenty bucks. Uh so Mayor is... See, now he's like, you need, you really need 20 bucks. I'm like, no. But you can give it to me anyway. Are we good? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It's okay. So anyway, Mayor's looked at the map. She's She thinks, this, we can do this. We, we can do this. Let's go. So she's basically like, yeah. okay, let's go. Like, Cal, you can stay here if you want because... Cal's already listed off all the reasons why they, shouldn't, yeah. they can't go. Well, because well, and she's like, I mean, that's cool and all, but I'm going right. Because Farley even said, I don't need these. Gu- you know, I can't take these guns because of all the reasons she said before. But she's like, also, I've got the two best weapons anyway. Right, and Cal's not cool with that because no, he doesn't we can't use our ability. Yeah, we'll get- and she's so Mayor at this point in time is like, yeah, I mean, that's cool and all, but I'm going to go do this. I'm right. not going to let them go out and look for three people 10 miles away without me. Yeah. And Cal's you know? like, Mayor, are you going to be willing to do what you need to do then? Which is kill everybody. If you have to. Yeah. Right. Kill everyone who recognizes you. Yeah. Literally. And risk. Literally anyone. Sending up the flare gun, basically, right. to draw a maven there. And so and she's like, yeah, I am. I am. And then the last line of the chapter is, I'm very good at lying. Oh, sweetie. No, she's not. Sweetie. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Not even close to good at lying. No. And I get where Cal's... Mare, you're a worse liar than Nick Burkhardt. Yes. That's another bad. Another grimness. She... I get where Cal's coming from. Like, you know, you can but at some point they've got to move in and do this. And she's got to go in there too. It can't just be Farley and Shade constantly going in all the time to do this stuff. So, you know, they're going to have to make a move at some point. Plus, the more that her face is seen and then disappears and seen and disappears by red faces and Maven doesn't, isn't able to catch her, the more Reds are going to start saying, hey. Did you know the lightning girl was here? The lightning girl's here. It's going to spread. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's something to be said about, you know, not so just being out there where, where she gets caught, but 
having rent seeker is not a bad thing. No, right. not at all. Especially not with known members of the Scarlet Guard. If Farley's got friends in this town, Mare needs to go with her so yeah. she can meet whatever contacts these are. And if they're not going to take Cal, that's fine. That's one thing. He's a silver prince. It's not going to go as well right. meeting with the Scarlet Guard, even though most of them are probably going to know why he's with them. But, you know, they need to see Mare. If she's going to be a vital part of this, then those people need to know Mare's abilities are real, Mare right. is real, and that she's on their side and she's got right. their best interest and at heart. There's all this rumor in any window, from, as Nick said, was talking about, about Mare seducing Cal to right. take over the throne and all this other crap. Who better to dispel that than the actual lightning girl herself? Exactly. And Cal when he's there. I mean, he the way he talked to Nick did kind of shut him up. Yeah. So, that's where we're at. They're going yeah. in. They're going into Harbor Bay, and there's a couple. There, a couple of people inside the city mm-hmm. that they're supposed uh-huh. to meet. They're looking to looking to find. Yeah. So. And also a side quest to pick up some rations and maybe some guns. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Possibly. And then also the person that's in the restaurant. Right. right. Then they've got to go we out to. Yeah. Is this one Newtown? Or Greytown. Newtown. Newtown. Greytown was the one, was the one on by Archeon. Yeah, this is yeah. Newtown. Yeah. And they did say also that one of the, that the, they gave the names of the two people that they were looking for here, and I forgot what they were. One of them's Ada. Ada Wallace. And then. And Walliver Galt. And Walliver Galt had the same birthday as Kalorn, they, point, yeah. they pointed out. Which, now we know Kalorn's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> the same birthday and year, everything. Yeah, and year. So yeah. literally the exact same. Same age as Kalorn. I didn't bug well for Not really. So, that's where we're at at the end of chapter 12. The pursuit for more new bloods continues. Yep. Obviously, mm-hmm. some stuff's going to go down next chapter. Yeah. Yeah, you got to think that something Definitely. is going to happen trying to get into a place that's that fortified like that. Regardless of Farley's excitement and her contact, something's probably going to happen. Yeah, I don't see this going off without a hitch. I don't. I think the, <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be smooth. I feel like Farley's probably got a backup plan because she always seems to have some kind of other plan, but maybe not. You never know. Yeah, we will find out next week. Yes. So this week, guys, we really appreciate everybody being here with us. We appreciate your patience on when the episodes come out. We are getting that regulated. We're working on it. Yeah. Trying to deal with shuffling schedules and things like that. So Mia's getting ready to start theater troupe. Yes. Although I'm getting a promotion. Greg's applying for a promotion. So <laughs> Although everybody's world is changing. I'm gishing this week. So gish has been... My focus on just about everything, work and gish and this. The the hard month is over. Oh, yeah. July was definitely our difficult month. This is getting a little bit easier. So hopefully by the end of August, we'll have it regulated. Yeah, something regulated and, and a regular release date. So we appreciate everybody hanging in there with us. We throw the socials out for you. Um, definitely find us on Instagram. That's where we are the most active. It is at reading with the Rockefellers. You can email us. We like getting fan art submissions, fan theories, casting ideas, stuff like that. Uh, that can all go to reading with the Rockefellers at gmail.com. We've got the first season of our episodes and our quiz show episode over on our YouTube channel. That's Reading with the Rockefellers, so make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell so you get a notification every time we drop a video. And then we have our website, and that's where all of our episodes are, our fan art, our blog, our smiling faces, pictures of Meredith and Diana, our rat mascots, all kinds of fun stuff over there. 
has have you has Betty made her website debut yet? Betty has not made her website debut yet. I need to sort through one of the five thousand pictures <laughs> of her and find one to put on, or maybe a video. Maybe I can find a way to upload a video of her running from the Betty cam. I think a picture would also doing her little. I'll say that. Betty things all night long. Yeah. Betty is my Roborowski dwarf hamster. So she cute. Is. Literally just a little ball of fluff with a face and feet. Yeah. And oh, ears. Pretty much. It's adorable. She loves to run. Yes. And also, she's currently trying to get on the little ledge that holds her food and water and everything without using the ladder that literally is put in there for her. Yeah. And it's it's quite adorable. Well, she doesn't want to have to sassy walk all the way around to the ladder. She, she just runs. She can be really fast. She's so fast. Oh my gosh. But... Nope, she's determined to climb up there from the sand bath. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Keep trying, baby, because you look really cute. Yeah, because it's adorable when she does it. So thank you so much for hanging out with us, guys. We really appreciate it. We love you all. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.